everyone. This is Kathy Mason from Masonworks Marketing here on Conscious Business Zone with my friend Caroline Oceana Ryan. Hi, Caroline. How Lovely are you? Lovely to be here. Thanks so much, Kathy. Oh, I'm so You're glad welcome. to have you. So, Caroline, I got to meet you, I think, I don't know, three years ago or something yeah. at the well, very beginning of all of the shutdown. Yeah. And you are an amazing, amazing being. Um, you channel uh, angels that are quite remarkable. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about your journey of how you got started channeling and and uh, how you navigated how different that is? Because <laughs> it's very different what you do. Well, thank you so much for the, those lovely words of support. And I'll just say that... Um, when I was a child, I always felt the presence of angels. I felt the presence of, say, when I was out in the woods of nature spirits. And I knew I had a higher self. I would never have called her that when I was six or seven years old. But I could kind of see in my mind's eye, there was a woman who, she looked to be about 30, and she was encouraging me, which is interesting because on the other side, everybody's about 30. Nobody's any older than that. Um, and then I would periodically... <clears throat> ask a question uh and maybe i didn't think of spirit guides or higher self but i knew there was some beautiful higher presence and i'd been raised very strictly evangelical protestant but this was this just felt like this was my personal connection whether to jesus of nazareth or to angels or what have you so i would ask a question and and the answer would come and i would write it out and around 2014 i thought you know an awful lot of people are doing this and sharing their channelings maybe i could share instead of just asking a question about my own life and so I, that's when I um, decided, I, I thought, okay, I'll channel, but who from? And within a day, I felt this lovely group come in and I could see them and they look kind of like, they, they looked human, but higher dimensional <clears throat> to me. And oh, cool. they said, well, we've got messages for light workers. Would you take them down and share them, please? And I said, yes, okay. So that's when I started almost exactly nine years ago, sharing messages to light workers on my uh, website. I've got a new website now, ascensiontimes.com. And people all over the world write me and tell me they find them really helpful. And then about a year later, 2015, they said, well, now we'd like to do a book. Could, could you take that down? And I said, yes, okay. And over time, I realized it's not just angels or ETs. These are uh, archangels, ascended masters, nature spirits, just a lot of really beautiful presences. And they've always said the biggest thing about their work is that it's energy work. So 97% of what they do is energetic. Mm -hmm. And the words are there to present the energies. And I find that their comments are very, very helpful. And a lot of people feel that way. Um, but um, I think that we are drawn to it for the energy. Yes. Very yeah. healing, very uplifting. Well, that, that's what um, I, I'm a feeler. So that's what I in, uh, experienced when I met you was, yep, you were plugged in. Um, I, I don't know, do you have a different sensation depending on who you're working with or do you call them in first? Like I, a lot of times I'll say angels, masters, teachers, and guides, please. <laughs> so I ask the yeah. whole team in, but yeah. do you, do you find um, that you request or that you can tell the difference between? Well, it's a huge difference when I, I tend to call them in. I might hear them occasionally comment. If I've asked a general question, like, 
Um, so much going on in the world now. When's it going to calm down? This is craziness. And, on a, and then I'll hear an answer come in very helpfully. But generally, I call them in because I do group channeling sessions for my Abundant Living program subscribers. And I do individual sessions for people who book through my website. So um, I just get quiet for a moment. I ask them, you know, I kind of go like this. I don't even need words anymore. And then in a moment they come through and the energy is absolutely amazing. Sometimes I'll get a bit teary eyed because they'll send a burst of, of love, energy and support right through my heart space. So if there's anything unhealed in your heart space, and there is for me as there is for anybody, um, you feel some relief from that and also a release from it. So that's why, you know, I feel might feel emotion coming up. But otherwise, they speak through me and they're just very uh, calm and very loving and accepting of everyone. They don't speak from personality. They don't speak from ego. They don't respond to people on a personality level. So somebody might say be most nearly everybody I do a session with is just this beautiful light being in human form. But every now and again, somebody will just be really troubled or angry. They just want somebody to be angry at. And I, I'm sort of in the back of the room. I'm fully conscious while the collective are speaking. But they don't. I'm sort of reacting like, wow, what's going on with this person? But they, there's no reaction from them. They just take in this person with great love. And there's no response like you or I might have to somebody who's obnoxious in the grocery store. <laughs> there's no judgment whatsoever, in other words. Right. Um, that is amazing to experience, yeah. Well, uh, and I, I could sense that from you. I mean, she, you guys, she's the real deal. Um, this is really an opportunity to really get connected to all your, um, your team, really. Um, by by experiencing through Caroline, but but the the thing we're going to talk about a lot today is all these changes that we're going through and the abundance that's available for us because we really have this global consciousness that um, people don't realize the veils are down and that you can create whatever you intend if you can focus. Now yes. the focus part is everything is so um high sped up everything yes. is accelerated to grab your attention and pull you off of that yes. but but could you talk a little bit about um so <clears throat> i know you're doing these group um events and you've been talking about abundance i think for a year at least that i hasn't it been well, I put out a book called um, Abundance for All, The Lightworker's Way to, oh, okay. um, what was it, Lightworker's Way to Prosperity and True Wealth or something like that. I always forget the, the subtitle, but anyway, <laughs> um, it's just called Abundance for All. It's on Amazon. And people have loved that. That's been most people's favorite book because it speaks not only to, oh, here's how you can get more abundance, but it speaks to the woundedness and the dark programming we've received over many, many earth lives and how dark and difficult that is and how it's weighed down our energies. And it's kind of robbed us of the ability in some ways, not completely, but in some ways to expand in our thought and feeling and realize, wow, I live in this beautiful, endless universe that's just going, that's full of energy everywhere. There's energy everywhere in the air. There's no such thing as empty air. Absolutely not. We're surrounded by energy. We're constantly molding it. We're constantly affecting it. We're constantly creating out of it. So um, as you're breathing that in, as you intentionally, you know, for instance, one 
one thing the collective share, which um, it's very similar to a process that I first learned from Sinea Roman's work in channeling Orin. But you go into the higher realms and you see this beautiful sparkling light, a ball of sparkling light come toward you. And this is the thing you want to create, <clears throat> whether it's a new job or a new car, what have you, new home etc. Not so much a relationship, um, but anyway, an object or an outer situation. And you look at this beautiful sparkling light and you imbue that ball of light with all of the uh, characteristics, all the traits of what you want to create. So let's say I want a beautiful new car that's very reliable and maybe it doesn't have to be brand new, but only a year or two old and it gets great mileage and it runs perfectly very low maintenance and it's comfortable and big enough for me say if i need to load it up with stuff uh, moving from one place to another it's it's fine with that and that ball of light is what you or i desire while it's still in that sea of energy on manifest energy from which you and i create everything it's not just from this one manifestation tool it's where we create everything in that beautiful quantum field which is just an open field of energy waiting to be molded by our thoughts particularly our emotions definitely our expectations and our ability to open to it so then you are going to build identical particles of light in your being it might be think of it as in your body every cell now sort of vibrates with that beautiful particle of light that matches what you've got in front of you. And then you're going to draw this beautiful sparkling light, this image, you feel it forming into something real and solid. And then you draw that light into every particle of your being. So you've matched it, you've aligned with it. When you build identical particles, you've aligned with what's going on there. And you also um, are drawing it in so that it becomes a part of you. It's now in your energies, it's in your reality, and you're carrying it. Now, something they point out in the new book, Messages from the Spirits of Abundance, which is similar to Abundance for All in some ways, except that it, I didn't only channel from the collective. I channeled from the spirit of money, the spirit of overall abundance, um, the Lord of Gold, the goddesses Lakshmi and Fortuna, who are wonderful wealth and prosperity, um, goddesses. So something big that they remind us throughout that book is that if you can go into a feeling and a thought of thankfulness for everything you've received, for what you are desiring to receive now, let's drop that word need. Let's come out of that. Let's just say I'm in co-creation mode and I'm absolutely desiring and drawing to me now the perfect car or the perfect new home or new job or whatever it is. And you've decided what that would feel like already you're carrying what it would feel like to have that. And this is powerful, really powerful because at that point you're vibrationally aligned to what you desire. And people say, Oh, that's the law of attraction. It's also co-creation. It's also, you know, Neville Goddard uh, would write about this, the law of assumption, which yes. has to do with, I already carry within me what I love. I already carry within me what I desire to create. It's already with me. So you're kind of assuming this thing is with me energetically, therefore it already exists in my life. And you're just acting that way. And this isn't to say if you're calling in and requiring or requesting from the universe $40,000 a euro, whatever, this isn't to say that you should go out and spend that because you know it's going to come in soon. Don't jump the gun <laughs> a bit. Um, but you can feel that 40,000 already with you. And of course, you know, we all have these subconscious 
blockages that say, oh, but it's better to give than to receive. Well, look at the extreme energetic imbalance of that statement. I don't think that Yeshua, Jesus of Nazareth himself, or any of the ascended masters would ever teach that. If you want to be a minimalist, and I am one, that's beautiful, that's fine. But let's say giving is better than receiving. When you give to somebody, you've insulted them in that case because you put them in a secondary position spiritually. So let's just drop that. Let's say that it's one big circle, giving and receiving. Pretty much uh, what I'm hearing right now is it's the same thing. There's no way you can I can receive without accepting what somebody else is giving, whether it's energy that just materializes out of the air or somebody knocking on the door and saying, I want you to have this. I don't have any use for it anymore. Or here's $20,000 because I got a huge inheritance and I really love what you're doing with, you know, whatever volunteer work or energy practice or whatever. Um, it can come from countless, countless things in the world. That's another thing we do is limit the ways in which money and other beautiful abundance forms can flow to us. Um, but one of the fun things about the book is that uh, I've, I channel from the spirit of money and I do a lovely uh, interview with Demetria Manuselis, who is an energy worker, and um, she asked money a lot of questions. And it's just good fun because money is such a beautiful consciousness and presence. And we have maligned the energy of money as if it represents the banking industry that it is you know, currently caught in. Right. Right. And that's not who it is. And it doesn't, it or they, they don't like it. <laughs> They're not very happy with that banking industry at all. Well, so we're coming into a time when all that's changing. Thank yes, you. that's what I wanted to ask next is about, um, so uh, you were part of the early wave of, uh, of communicators helping distribute a different vibration into the field uh, early. Um, it, uh, Dolores Cannon would call it first waivers, or I think she calls it the first wave. Um, and um, when you look at that, a lot of um, <clears throat> a lot of the information is so simple, and and it, truth is simple. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of it's so simple that did you have trouble getting people to listen? to you or was there always this like connection they the people that you were attracting to work with you or to follow in your groups were they always sensitives or or people that um had a they got the memo and they reacted <laughs> to it i would say 98% 99% are um pretty conscious of the fact that they're empathic and they're light bearers and they've come for some beautiful reason. They've got a life purpose and beyond that, you know, which has to do maybe with their daily work, which might not just be their volunteer work or raising children. Those are big jobs in and of themselves, of course, but then they've got a bigger earth mission. And a lot of people will, will come to sessions wanting to know about their earth mission. And that is energetic, entirely, almost entirely energetic in nature, at least at the moment. So yeah, I find that people are very accepting of this work. They wouldn't trust me to come into the Abundant Living program or to watch a YouTube video or do an individual session if they thought it was nonsense. Some people will be 
a little bit unsure about the information that comes in and they'll question it because they've heard another channeler say something that opposes that idea. And I just discuss it with them and, you know, just say, go with your heart, what feels right to you at this time. And I put this on my website as well. I say, please just accept what is right for your path at this time and leave the rest. There's no need for argument. There's plenty of room in this universe for a, a plethora, a beautiful variety of outlooks and perspectives. And we've all come in to experience different things for different reasons. So um, I just sort of, you know, if somebody has an opposing idea, I just say, all right, that's interesting. I might present, represent some aspect of what I'm channeling or what I feel is the truth of that matter. But truth is really something that evolves and it also shifts from one person's life experience mm -hmm. to another. Yes. And we can't play with that. We can't get around about that. It's very important to respect it. Right. Well, okay. So a couple of questions. Um, you had mentioned when you're channeling that it, you're not a trance channel, no. you're conscious, but you're, you're um, step aside. <laughs> and that's what I do too, when okay. I work with people. And so, um, but I didn't ever calling it step aside. I, I kind of envision myself on a park bench, although there's no bench <laughs> and I'm, and I'm up there watching everything and, okay. and actually translating. Um, so, and, and the, the message gets um, given to me in a way that I, I can share it. Um, so they have to dumb it down to what, what I can explain. But but do you find ever that you like do you does your voice change? Do you does your persona change? And depending on who's channeling, um, do you and, and is there a process that you use before you you um, open up to this or are you always open? It does still sound like me to a degree. Although they speak differently, they express themselves, the collective express themselves differently. Um, and sometimes an individual, Kuan Yin will come forward, Mother Mary will come forward, uh, Archangel Mike, one of the archangels will come forward and they'll be a little more predominant than others. But really I just get quiet and ask them to come in. And I do that by opening my energies to receive their energies. And um, there's no huge process. Uh, like I say, I used to say, you know, will you speak through me now, my friends, please? And now I just kind of go like this. And um, they come in as my energies uh, calm and open to receive them. They could come in like that. Uh, but, uh, you know, I carry attention from the workday and have a long list of responsibilities and maybe something my family's going through or whatnot, um, even though they're far away in Pennsylvania. But I just... Um, you know, I just open to receive their presence and they're, they're always there. And they have reassured me of that. They've said, we're always here, dear Wal. Yeah. So that's, that's very comforting. That's uh, perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. I, I think that that's, um, you are very um, fortunate that you got the memo and, and accepted it. Cause I think there, I, I do think that there's been uh, a um, strong, opportunity for a lot of people even you know 20 years ago 10 20 years ago to um to do this work but not everybody was brave enough it's it's yeah. a courageous thing so that's the next question for you um i had um and and i'm asking because i want to know and i hope other people want to know too 
about being a spiritual warrior. Mm-hmm. So, so um, I've uh, been told years and years and years ago by a Cherokee elder, a grandmother, you know, get, get out there. I mean, not very nice, very shamanically, like, get out there. What are you doing? Why are you wasting your time? And it's like, okay, the last time I saw her was uh, uh, this past year and she was much nicer. So apparently she's <laughs> doing this, but, but um, then I, I was in a meeting, it was a group meeting and we got little readings and I got blasted again by someone else from wow. the years about it. And I'm wondering, because I don't want to, I, I would rather just uh, expand my light body and trans, transform <laughs> the, the space or alchemize. So, so what, what do you think about the, the spiritual warrior thing? Well, that's an excellent question because a lot of, I will use the term light warrior sometimes, or it will come up in a channeling and people will say to me, I don't want to be a warrior. I don't want to be in conflict. This I've, I've felt conflict my whole life. I can't stand it. And that's because empaths will just bend over backwards to avoid um, conflict of any kind. This is why we kind of think later, why didn't I answer that person when they were being kind of rude? And it's because we prefer just to flow with the moment and not, you know, put up a, hey, stop it, you know, kind of a thing. <laughs> which might be necessary in some cases, boundaries are important. But that term is fascinating. I'll just quickly say, I have an amazing friend who's an astounding psychic, Omina McGee, and she knows these seven soul types. And so you might be a builder, you might be a king, you might be a healer, you might be a warrior, etc. They're They're just a scribe, a teacher, there are seven different types. And I asked her one time, well, what's, what's my soul type and she said oh i think it, it's servant she's just you know she just goes into the, that plane where she can see your soul and then she was i said oh okay that's nice and then she said oh no wait no you're a warrior <laughs> which is hilarious i'm thinking i've been a peace activist since my early 20s what in the world <laughs> and then i began to realize through other people's assistance and through my own realizations that you can, when you're a light warrior, you're protecting and standing for and anchoring higher principles, such as everyone's path is sacred, or there is endless abundance, or there's always some form of healing if we're ready to accept what is for our higher good. And sometimes that means a bit of a trek up the mountain. It doesn't always mean instant healing. So um, these are principles that I stand by and that I'm anchoring, along with the fact that we are one with God, goddess, creator, source energy, along with the idea that we go on. We don't stop here when our bodies stop, etc. And we're here on a spiritual journey far, far, far more than a physical one. So that's those are a few things I'm anchoring with my light warrior presence. And everybody's going to have their own things that they're anchoring and standing for. And not, I wouldn't say protecting, excuse me, in the sense of I'm going to fight you if you don't agree with me. I would just say stand strong in who you are. Use your voice. Um, respect and honor yourself. Know that you come from the higher planes for a beautiful reason and that earth life goes by in the blink of an eye. And you and I, even if we make it to 100, as soon as we rejoin the non-physical or if we ascend while in a body, we're going to realize it, how fast everything goes by. And to respect ourselves and others, this is a huge, huge part of being the light warrior because I, I do it just like anybody. 
I look, I listen to the news as I'm driving, I'm listening to Democracy Now or whatever on or BBC, <laughs> whatever. And I'm muttering to myself, these creeps, how dare they, you know, whatever, invade this country or um, shortchange working men and women and uh, price gouge and on, on and on and on. And then I think to myself, you know, that's duality. You're stressing yourself with a lot of density and duality. <laughs> Can we release the stress, please? Can we just breathe out? Sometimes people come in to antagonize. Sometimes they create um, a, a wall for you and me to bump into. That's their role. Just say like if you come in, Kathy, as a healer and as a facilitator of light-filled ideas, like what we're hopefully sharing right now, that is wonderful. Well, some people, their life mission, their life work is to produce um, resistance that somebody else has to push against and they get stronger by saying, no, we need policing reform. No, we need uh, holistic medicine, not just the allopathic. No, we need more calm and more negotiation and not just countries attacking one another, etc. And so because of that opposition, you and I get stronger. And so um, that has to do with the light warrior as well. The light warriors, you know, um, the path of peace is what we're here for, but it has to be an active stance. That's how I see it. Oh, perfect, perfect. Well, um, and Lizzie, a spirit talk with Lizzie says, Caroline, my feeling is that you are a wonderful, beautiful soul. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Lizzie. That's so sweet. You are as well. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She is. She is. Mm -hmm. And here we go. We got Viola said. Well, that was my mother's name, Viola. Oh, oh wonderful. Mm -hmm. My mother's name was Shirley. Ah. And Shirley the Pearl, the all-American girl. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That was more of her generation than ours, probably. Yeah, I still I love pearls. They're angelic. <laughs> They're angelic. Oh. Okay, so so the information that you're getting today, right now, um, well, let's put it this way. The energies since last October have been off the chart for us sensitives. Yeah. And um, our shadow work has been, um, it's, it's been nonstop um, to, to um, I don't even know, that's, a, that's an understatement. Uh, yes. that's so, so I guess I'm asking what you see the best case scenario or the best way to navigate. Um, I know your books are part of the um, map to how we have a divine life here where we realize that we are um, part of it, it all. We are victims of it. We are, we are part of it all and can contribute in our own way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, when you say the energies are very high, you're right. That's an understatement. I, I have been feeling it. Many people have. You're right, especially these last three or four months. Um, this, our sun is transfiguring. And this is something we talk about on the radio show I'm on, Night at the Roundtable on bbsradio.com. And um, that's Thursday evenings. And um, our sun is transfiguring. So it's going from being a yellow dwarf to a white dwarf. You probably remember you and I are of the uh, vintage that we can remember when we were little kids drawing a picture in school when we were five or six we would draw the sun as being yellow yeah. when you look at the sun now it's white right and it's transitioning and it's also moving up tremendously in vibration and as it's shifting there are a lot of coronal holes causing a lot of solar flares x class m class s on, on and on and those solar flares are sending such a powerful solar light to the planet 
they're so they're sentient all these light particles coming in they're absolutely sentient they're healing us in the sense that they're rinsing us free of old earth earth old earth density so that isn't always a very pleasant process and it can also be an exhausting one so if you feel anybody i've been going through this i'm texting back and forth with friends <laughs> pretty much now you know not constantly but uh at least once or twice a week wow these energies are crazy or i felt grief coming up or i felt anger coming up about this or that maybe people you've dated maybe your family maybe something that happened in childhood and all that's it's just a string here's here's your life right now all right and then here's a life you used to live and here's another one and another and it's one long stream of energy and experience so what you're experiencing right now probably is hooked into what happened in this life and this one and this one and this one and it's it's bonnie's territory says it's not you if you've got energy blockages if you've got grief or rage if you get easily triggered about something if you went through something difficult it's because you went through that in a past life and this powerful solar light coming in carrying such a high vibration this is why people say the energies are very intense right now they're talking about the power of the light to transform us but also to bring up not just lift us higher and help us feel happy and joyful, but to bring up that which is unhealed. And that's really what we're here for in this particular life. Anybody who's come in and has the slightest consciousness that we're on a spiritual journey has come in this time to rinse free of the old trauma, to rinse free of the old programming, and rinse free of all the false selves that we created purely to survive. You've seen how children will just adapt even when they, they grew up in an abusive household, I did. I adapted. I took on their ideas and their beliefs and their energies because what are you going to do when you're three or seven or nine years old? Run away from home? Yes, some kids do that, but nobody suggests that that's a good idea. Right. You are dependent on those people for food and shelter and, and what you feel is love. Kids will label even abusive behavior as love. And then they later on in life, have abusive relationships because that's what love is to them. And we do that out of pure survival and we adapt out of pure survival. And it's time to release all that and become our true selves. So if that sounds like a tall order for this particular lifetime, it absolutely is, but it's what you and I signed up for, crazy as it is. And if we don't quite make it, that's okay. Um, we can come back and try again. It'll probably be, if we come back to a third dimensional earth, it'll probably be a, a higher dimensional version of a third dimensional earth and from what i understand that's what's that's what's forming right now is that the third dimension will still exist but um, people who experience it won't be in such a place of a density and conflict so yes it's a very tall order and if you're exhausted sleep more drink more water more time out in nature where you're not just walking and full of your thoughts really put your hand on a tree and, and feel the presence of the tree and you can say to the earth, if you're sitting on a rock, if you're hiking, you can say to the earth, you know, can you take all this heaviness from me, please? And she will. She just treats it as energy. She's not troubled by it. She'll take that in and transmute it. Absolutely brilliant. Our connection to nature is irreplaceable right now. And of course, meditation. Very, very helpful uh, because we travel to the higher realms and we connect with our team. And even if all you can do each day is just to get quiet and say, look, uh, what do I need to know? This and this and this are bothering me and I'm exhausted and I'm a bit fed up. Uh, what do I need to know about all this? And uh, let the answer flow to you. Now, some people hear their higher self or their team more easily than others, and that's okay. 
Uh, I do um, the uh, fingering of the ask question. If I can't separate, you get these two links here and form a chain. If I can't separate, that's a yes. If I separate easily, that's a no. And you have to build up to that. Start with really easy questions like, should I have an apple or should I have a salad with lunch or what have you? Um, so the collective always use those examples. But um, once you're confident in your ability with muscle testing, you can get a yes or no. You can also say to your teams, look, I, if I'm not hearing you, you're going to have to infuse my thoughts with your beautiful wisdom. And those ideas as they pop up in your head will feel very natural. They'll feel full of light. Absolutely wonderful. It's a great way to be very open to their, to their higher guidance. And the more you listen to your higher self, the more you listen to what people call intuition, which is just your higher self and guides and a deep, deeply buried memory of your life chart and what you came in to do. Once you start listening, it'll get easier and easier. It's harder to hear our intuition when we're used to rocking it out. And that can happen starting when we're young because our intuition might be saying, oh gosh, we're not safe here. We're not safe in this house. So you start blocking it out. It took me years to regain connection to my intuition, but I I did it so you can do it, friend. Anybody can, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I think, yeah, that's, that's the gift of being highly sensitive is that you hit, get so much more information from the field and that is from having to feel like you needed to have more information from the field to be safe so mm -hmm. so there's you know somehow your soul picked all these scenarios so that you would come up with this recipe of who you are and mm -hmm. uh, and be able to help do fulfill your soul mission mm -hmm. so so um i want to ask caroline about um what you're getting for this future time period because there's a lot of um astrologers saying the end of march is going to march and april are going to be difficult um it's i think it's partially because of pluto but but i i'm not sure i'm not an astrologist but um astrologer but um do you are you getting any i mean you were pushed to push out a book again Mm -hmm. um, and to do all that you're doing to in support. So was there some um, some um, insight into what's what's on the horizon for us? Well, what I'm getting and what I've heard from other people now that you're mentioning it, I listened to a wonderful astrologer, John Fife, F-Y-F-E, Canadian gentleman. And um, he has has mapped out and I interviewed him in, I guess it was in December for, at night, for Night of the Roundtable. And he has mapped out different things happening in this coming year and how there are alignments. We've all heard this. There are alignments happening now that haven't happened for ages, many hundreds of years. And um, he has mapped out that uh, March and especially, especially April and May and then later on in the year as well, it's going to be a shift. Uh, now, what I'm hearing from the collective and just drawing in from this beautiful light, which also speaks to us, um, is that there's going to be a new form of energy flowing to us starting in April and May, coming in more heavily in May, but beginning in April. And that's going to change our perspective on a lot of things. Um, so I'm just listening for a moment to what they're saying. So we're going to start relating to one another differently. We're going to stop being so oppositional. Relationships are going to shift, whether you're talking about a loved one or somebody that you just 
meet who's a quote stranger, really nobody's a stranger, but anyway. Um, all right, so the way we view what's going on in the world is gonna shift. So these very old paradigms, these old structures where we hear the news, which is a list of disasters, of things as uh, Louise Hay put it one time, um, things that we just would prefer didn't exist, weren't happening. And it's been very rough here in the US um, in January, so many mass shootings and police brutality, et cetera. And um, very, very much a reason to mourn at times. And so they're saying, you're gonna start relating to these institutions, whether it's banking or media, or education or medicine, on and on and on, whatever it is, housing, we're going to start relating to them very, very differently. Yay. We're going to feel differently about them. We're going to see through them and the old structure much more easily. I have felt that coming myself within the past six months in particular. Uh, I'll be on a website like, say, my credit union, and I'll think, you know, all this is going to go away soon. And I don't say that to scare anybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you won't be able to get your money. I'm saying, in other words, the old framework is just going to disintegrate. It is disintegrating. And when we see extreme weather, we know that the earth is throwing off a lot. Yes, some of it's weather manipulation, but also the earth is throwing off, off a ton of toxicity that she just doesn't need or want. And so she's looking at things very differently. She doesn't feel so captured and caught anymore in the old paradigm, which was one of oppression and one of narrowness. And it's very fear-based. It's very fear and survival-based. And we're just going to start looking at that. This is what I'm getting now. We're just going to start looking at that and saying, I don't know, why should I stress? Why should I be worried and upset about that? Are you saying I'm uh, so passive or have that I have no influence on my life that I have to feel to be at the mercy of outer events all the time because I don't see myself that way. And that's just going to keep unfolding. It's going to keep getting stronger until we fully claim our true authenticity, our true power and our true presence. And I mean, this is going to happen in Moss. Um, almost. <laughs> my French is very bad. Um, it's going to happen um all across the world to millions and millions of people. And those who cannot let go of the old structure are gonna find themselves struggling more and more. Well, what you said this a little bit earlier that everything is relationship. And what, um, what we're talking about with all these changes is relationship with yourself and your values and, and know thyself and love yourself so could you talk a little bit about self-love because um i think that's a key ingredient that's missing in the whole scenario and certainly on the journey to abundance self-love needs to be um in the forefront i think um yes. could you talk a little bit about what the um what your team says about so what are you the collective saying now is to remind us that if you're even slightly spiritually aware person, you're empathic, you're aware that life is pure energy, what appears to be solid, you know, what appears to be isn't. It's just very densely gathered molecules and it's breaking down or it's changing one way or another all the time. So there's no, no such thing as solid matter. Everything is a flow of energy. And there's only appearance. When we look at an, an outer situation, we're looking at the appearance, which is why some people will feel that earth life and pretty much everything in this universe, it's a holographic image. It's not solid. It's not permanent. It's always shifting. So what I hear them saying right now is that we've been taught 
to think of ourselves as victims of circumstance. We've been taught to think of ourselves as separate from divinity, and we've been taught to think of ourselves as separate from objects and everything we see and experience. And that's oppositional. Again, yes, you're right. Relationship is what we're looking at right now because what we're experiencing is the fact that we are connected to everything and we are a part of everything and we are in everything. That's the oneness. That's the uh, unity consciousness we're all moving toward. But let's say you're a spiritually aware person, probably anybody watching this is, at least you're aware of energy. Maybe you like quantum physics. Maybe you call it something different. You say, oh, I don't really meditate. I just uh, move through life very intuitively. All right, that's fine. So that would say would say to a lot of people, you've probably had lives where you were seeking God, as they say, seeking spirituality and spiritual growth within the paradigm of structured, organized religion. And those religions have tended to teach us we're very separate from one another. We're very separate from this beautiful creator source energy. Um, always a man, always a white man for <laughs> many cultures, or uh, maybe a, a dark-skinned man in other cultures, but generally male, very aggressive, rather angry, and rather displeased with us. <laughs> and we carry that in us yeah. unconsciously so that we go through life thinking, oh, I want to be a good person, but oh, I'm bad. Oh, I was. Oh, I had too much to drink. Oh, I shouldn't have sworn when I dropped that glass on the floor. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. And we're, there's all this self-criticism. So when I think of self-love for the empath, for the spiritually aware person, I'm absolutely thinking in terms of self-acceptance, dropping the self-criticism. Get rid of that, friends. It's not helping you. It's not who you are. That's some other voice. That's some teacher voice, some uh, spiritual leader, quote unquote, voice that's telling you you're not enough. And that keeps us small, <clears throat> excuse me, that keeps us caught in this little container. And I mean, some people live in a container energetically and in their self-concept that's about, they're this big in their energies, they go out by 30 feet, they're just full of light and the container is about this big. So they spend their lives squashing themselves into a tiny little container and trying to be acceptable to God and other people. And what we do, of course, is manifest relationships with family and friends who reinforce that and keep telling us we're, you're small and you're supposed to be small and don't use your voice and don't speak up to me, young woman, especially for women, we're not supposed to use our voice or uh, present a strong uh, sort of physical or mental, emotional uh, essence and spirit in the room. We're supposed to just go with the flow. And we the reason we've got these lovely people in our lives who are scolding us from day one is so that we will grow stronger. So we will have a reason to stand up and fully claim who we are. And in that moment, we're healing so much has happened in hundreds of other earth lives and learning that I don't really need to go to a church or temple or synagogue to find God, that's fine. Um, those places can have lovely energy in them. They also carry the weight of their history. So just be aware of that, that the best sanctuary, in my feeling, is a quiet spot in nature or just a quiet spot in your home where you go within. And there's your sanctuary. It's meant to be in the heart space. I don't think, as somebody who grew up in the church, I don't feel that Yeshua ever meant that we were supposed to build something on the corner and go there and find God there and listen to the, the person up front and feel that we're just not enough because we do wrong and that's bad and this is awful 
uh, Greek duality system that the, uh, he called himself an apostle, or some people call him Saint Paul, um, took on from the Greeks and pushed through uh, the New Testament in so many books there. And then the early church chose only certain books. They cut out, say, the Gospel for Mary Magdalene, and they cut out Saint Thomas's. Uh, um, gospel and on and on, and they took only what would be optimal to program people to be easily controlled. And I don't mean to say that everybody involved in church. I'm a seminary graduate. I don't have I don't have a whole lot against um, the organized church, but I don't look to it anymore for direction because I feel that it is old paradigm. And I feel that a lot of people in it are into that sort of duality where they're going to judge themselves and others for not being holy enough or not being good enough. And if you can come out of that on every level, stop looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, why are you so fat? You know, <laughs> stop looking at yourself at, at, at work and saying, oh, I have to be perfect. I don't want to get yelled at and stop uh, looking at your house as being substandard. And I wish this were different and this were better. You can change all those things, but please do it from a place of love and respect for yourself for where you are in this moment. And right now, if anybody wants to do this, just put your hand in your heart and say, I love and accept you completely exactly as you are and what's beautiful about emotional freedom technique you know about tapping on the meridian points and just getting out first your emotions and then making statements about what you want to change and i can change this and i can leave this behind and i can release self-criticism i can love myself to begin with before you start all that there's always a setup statement so you're saying even though i'm not in the perfect kind of health that I would love to be in, I still completely love and accept myself. And you change that out, perfect health for the kind of job I like, um, being in the kind of relationship I want to be in and on and on. And then you just go through the tapping points and um, first get out that emotion, just get out how frustrated you are. And when you're ready, move up to affirming, I'm moving into the new paradigm. And that is based on me loving not only everybody, but me. <laughs> and that's a, a really beautiful place to be in a lot of ways. Um, we've come a very, very long way, friends. This has been a very long, arduous journey. The whole of, of third dimension being a place of duality and conflict and low dimension, I feel, and a lot of people feel, it was an experiment that went too far. And it's time for that to end now. So this is why these we're in this place now, astrologically, and actually physically receiving all this beautiful light, because it's time to reclaim uh, our true oneness and our, our divinity. That's perfect. That's perfect. And I, I, I'm in the background going, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, so there's 8 billion people on this planet. And in my world, I also know there's a ton of ships all around the world. Oh yeah. Um, what, why do you think they're here? Because um, I, in some cases, just like um, the information you're bringing through, they're they're helping us um, change our thought patterns and um, mm -hmm. return to love, basically, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, re return to um, the Garden of Eden that I think we were supposed to have. But why do you think there are so many people here? At so many point. human beings or so many ships? Every, all of it. All of it. I mean, <laughs> the thing is, okay, so so the yeah. reason I'm asking you is I believe that this is one of the first times, if ever, 
that humans have been able to ascend in body. Mm-hmm. We we ascend out of this skin, you know, this meat suit, and we um, get to go play the game again if we want to. But but um, I'm just wondering if you've gotten some insight from your connection about um, about how they see it, how they see this time on Earth. Well, it's it's the beginning of the Sat Yuga, which is right. a, an era of peace and prosperity that goes on for longer than the usual 26,000 something years. And the end of the Sat Yuga, which is the age of destruction. And of course, that had to happen because the old structures have to fade. They have to dissolve. Mm-hmm. So this is why we're seeing all this tumult on the earth right now, even though it is painful. It is difficult. Absolutely. I agree that it is. Anybody who says, wow. There's just so much madness out there. I would say yes, and it's got to happen. And I've asked um, for direction on that. And the the truth is, it's all everything that's been under the surface, influencing us and influencing Earth life in very dark ways, is coming up to be dealt with and to be released. And we are the ones assisting in that. So why there's so many people and why there's so many ships? Because we are starting this new beautiful new era. And so there's such a push in the higher realms of so many people who wanted to be here at this time. They're sort of, I can't miss this. You know, we're, we are the greatest show on earth, quote unquote, being the greatest show in the in the universe. Uh, I think um, Dolores Cannon used to use that phrase herself because of what's going on, because we are shifting to a higher vibrational level on the planet and also in our consciousness. And that's where it matters is in our consciousness. Everybody wants to experience better outer forms. They want more normality in our weather, uh, global climate, completely understandable. They want justice for every human being. They want every child to be fed and clothed and educated and kept warm and safe, absolutely understandable. But we're not going to get there until we dissolve all the oppressive systems that have held all that back. And we are, we are getting there. Um, but I feel that the reason and, and yeah, I'm just listening. Yeah, okay, so it's not only that people didn't want to miss it. What I'm hearing right now is that they wanted to help. They came in to help, and they came in to anchor the light. And the more individual consciousness uh, perspectives that come in to hold that light, the more we've got things covered for the old structures to fall. And I'm going to ask them quickly, what about all these ships? Um, They're curious, of course. Um, Okay, so yes. Not surprisingly, they're assisting us in our ascension, our individual's ascensions. And people have ascended in physical bodies or we wouldn't have ascended masters, but it used to take so much more effort, so much more time, you know, hours upon hours every day spent in meditation. And you had to be supported financially by someone or be in a monastery or something. It it usually didn't just happen like that. And I know there are people who who claim to have been hit by a lightning bolt and, and Saul of Tarsus, who became Paul of the New Testament, is one of those people. But he didn't really become enlightened and he didn't. He's, he was not an ascended master. And, um, you know, we are anchoring all of this wonderful light beyond just what we know mentally. It's we're superseding this extreme imbalance where the left brain gets worshipped and the rational and the reasoning process is worshipped and then the intuitive and the metaphoric, in other words, the feminine aspect of divinity gets squashed or ignored or put in a box somewhere and hidden in the attic and we're never supposed to speak of it. And that's over. That is utterly over. So all these beautiful ETs of all these beautifully um, 
advanced cultures and civilizations are supporting us in that. And we have also called them in. Yes. We've absolutely called them in. Yes, I, I think we are them. Our future selves are here because if we don't straighten this out now, our future selves won't exist. Simple right, as that. Right. Well, well, the other opportunity is to create a illumination of what's here because we've mm -hmm. been under uh, a um, hypnosis, really. Um, that's what programming on the television is, is pro we've been programmed yes. and we don't really see reality. We don't really know what love is. We don't really, we, we, um, the, the whole colonization program, um, uh, re, um, reduce the efficacy of the uh, original peoples, the indigenous peoples connection to the earth to this other false structure that's that's what's being taken away but there is going to be a lot of fear that comes from the change for people that um are still in that mindset that they played the game and they're winning the game in mm -hmm. that game and that they don't know if they can win the new game yeah interesting very, very interesting. I would say those people, um, in some ways, are in the minority. Um, and yet, they're going to have to switch over in their viewpoint. They really will. And yeah. this is like a fast-moving train. It's not going to slow down for anybody. And we just need to hold on to our hats and just uh, allow ourselves to move forward and drop resistance. And again, if that means you need to rest more, you need to get uh, do energy work um, and um, spend more time out in nature. Change your diet. Yeah, assist yes. yourself. But those yes. who are, it's interesting because I don't think when you talk about the old game and the new game, the old the rules of the old game are never going to fit the new one. And I've seen some people trying that, but we're going to increasingly see through them as false prophets. And right. This as well. Yay. Yeah. Well, I know that when with a lockdown started, I mean, I was totally like game on. Okay. This is how it's going to happen. Because up until I, I see the internet is training wheels for us to be telepathic. Oh yeah. And, and I really see that, you know, you can get someone to call you. <laughs> I mean, you can. Um, so there's, there's an opportunity to really, um, play it out in full joy and um abundance for all that's why i love i love your new book i love what you're doing and thank you so much for all the group work that you've done and all you've been so generous with your energy and your knowledge and your connection with others you've helped so many people um i wanted to um see if you wanted me to pull up your website now. Oh, yes, so that's fine. Show the book, okay? Yes, that's okay. fine. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. So. The book is featured right on that homepage. Okay, share screen, home. Okay, there we go. Whoops. Sorry, right. yeah, I'll just get rid of that um, pop -up. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, no <laughs> worries. Yeah, this pretty, there's this beautiful... So you can see there's home books, abundant living programs, channeling sessions, mess, messages, delight workers, shop, and more. There's a <laughs> lot here. So yeah. I'm going to scroll down. 
And here's more about you. Six books. Yeah. I'm um, all behind. I'll have to get some more. Seven, <laughs> actually eight books that have been channeled. One from the spirit of John Lennon and one from the spirits of abundance. And then six from the collective. Wonderful. So this is the book that um, that is the brand new book. Do you want to give them some more um, information about what's entailed in this book so that yeah. so they might be able to um, know that it's right for them? Well, absolutely. Thank you. Every chapter begins with a question that a light bringer sent in, because I always say new book starting. So send in your questions. So people do. And for instance, one question is, well, how come it's so easy for certain people to draw money to them, but really lovely, sweet, good hearted people seem to have a hard time. What goes on with that? And then one of these beautiful spirits, whether it's the spirit of money, the Lord of gold, the goddesses Fortuna or Lakshmi um, or the collective, the spirit of abundance, somebody, one of those people, uh, one of the or groups would step forward to answer the question. Uh, somebody else asked, how come two people can grow up in the same family, but one sibling does really well financially and the other one doesn't? What goes on there when they were taught the same things? And then somebody else, which to me is fascinating, somebody else said, um, how come so many people can be praying for rain in a drought-stricken area and it still doesn't come? What's what's going on when we have this desire and this intention, and but it's not happening? And then um, let me see here. Um, somebody else said, wrote in, and I completely understand this. I don't say this in judgment of this dear one, but um, they wrote in and said, you know, I've been affirming abundance for a long time. I've been doing buying all these lotto and lottery tickets and sweepstakes tickets and staying in a positive frame of mind. And I'm, I'm asking, I'm bringing in the money to share. I have a list of people that I will give to. They're in need and I'll give to them uh, as soon as I win. But I've been doing this for more than 13 years and it hasn't happened yet. And the answer was really insightful because they said, well, don't think of anybody as being in need. And need is um, so in particularly in terms of money or health or what have you, it puts people in the it kind of holds people in the impoverished state. It's kind of consigning them to it to say, oh, those people over there are in need. It, it's disempowering to try to rescue someone rather than empowering. They can stand on their own to a good degree. Chances are unless they have they're very young or very elderly or have obvious disabilities. Uh, so they really speak to the energy of how it's beautiful to give. But if you are giving because you think somebody is in a lower state, that actually pulls your vibration down as well as theirs. And so they just, they they speak on all these issues that people, people I feel really have questions about and don't always know where to go with those questions because they feel like, well, I do affirm and I do, I am pretty selfless. So what's going on that the money isn't flowing to me? Um, someone else had a, has had a job, same job for 39 years. And she's saying, but I always wanted to be an artist and I would love to create multiple channels of income now. So this is a sort of thing, the, the questions that are asked, which I feel I chose the ones that I felt really applied to a lot of people. And there's only about nine or 10 chapters in the book. I'll probably do another one because some people have said, I wish this book were twice as long <laughs> because the energies are amazing and it's answered so many questions and shifted how I see so much, which is really lovely. Um, but I mean, I feel like the point again of the book is the energy work. And I know a lot of people are reading it now for the second or third time. Mm -hmm. And um, if you 
the the pre-order bonuses are over in terms of kindle but if you order the print version you still get much lower pricing right now and forward me your receipt as well and i'll send you uh, bonuses just send them to support at ascensiontimes.com and you'll see that uh on my contact page or whatever yes forward your your amazon receipt to me and I'll send you the link to your bonuses. And that that's for the print version and that goes through February 8th. Okay, oh great, oh, that's good. And I'll put up, uh, let me put your banner up again. So make sure that we have your website. Thank you so much. I, I Again, I, I am in, uh, hold you in high regard and gratitude, appreciation for the gift that you bring and how much of a portal you are to love for so oh. many. Thank you so much. And hey guys, go check out this website, go check out our YouTube channel, ascensiontimes.com. And um, these books are easy reads, they're fast, easy reads, but they're profound transmissions. And um, the physical, there's alchemy inside this book, in other words. So um, give yourself the gift. I, Valentine's Day is coming. Get yourself <laughs> a copy before Valentine. Be your own Valentine and get yourself copies of all of those books. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kathy. Thank I, you. I, I so value your contribution and your presence. Oh, it's so much fun. I, and because um, I get a buzz too. I'm here for the buzz. So, uh, so, and oh, good. Um, uh, Margie got two for me, and one she said I'd got two, one, oh. for me, one to give away. Thank you, thank you, Margie. And then, yeah. um, Lizzie said thanks to both of you, wonderful ladies. Much love, always. Oh. So, there's a group of us finding each other all over the world. Lizzie's in, in uh, uh, England. So there's people oh, finding us each other all over the world that all got the same memo. Light it up now, you guys, light it up. So um, just want everyone to know how powerful they are. And this is another tool in your toolkit to really make a difference in the world for yourself and others and have a lot more fun. So thank you. <laughs> thank you, everyone. Uh-huh, thank you.